the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The following broadcast is brought to you by Sons of God International and Freedom Fellowship Church. Hello, and welcome to the prophetic voice of our time, where we focus on the voice of prophecy, which is the testimony of Jesus Christ. Our host, Christina Sasso, is a senior pastor at Freedom Fellowship Church. Let's hear what she has to say to the body of Christ. Good afternoon, this is Nancy Morgan, and I will be hosting the prophetic voice of our times for Pastor Christina today. Let's listen in today as Pastor Christine is sharing with the church about the season of implementation. Our lives, God is awesome. We are receiving so much from the Lord. And even our thinking, our hearts, they're so rich. I'm so excited and I'm very grateful to live and be alive and be part of the kingdom at this time. As you all know, we are in the season of implementation. What the Lord has me do is to really uproot, tear down, overthrow, and destroy any man-made doctrines that you have, any stinking thinking that you have, all the yeast of the Pharisees and Sadducees, because even Jesus said that it is almost impossible to get rid of the yeast once it's in the dough, but with God, all things are possible. Let us discuss there are natural laws and there are spiritual laws. Both are God laws, but the spiritual law has authority. Now, the law of Moses, which also are God-given law at those times, they both deal with natural and spiritual law. For example, God created man and woman to be one, and they shall not separate, they shall not divorce. It is God's intention, plan, and heart, and will, that when he ordained, he himself ordained the relationship, that they should not divorce. And then the law of Moses. Moses, as a prophet of God, permitted for husbands to give their wives certificates of divorce. Why is that? Because the husbands have ruled entire authority over their wives. And if they just send them away, and if they neglect them, they abuse them, women didn't have any recourse. So if they issue them a certificate of divorce, they will be taken care of, and they can marry again, and they will be taken care of. It is for the benefit of women, primarily. It is not God who commanded them. It is Moses. So let us be careful with that. In Matthew, when the Pharisees asked Jesus about the divorce, in chapter 19, verse 3, some Pharisees came to him in order to test him. They asked, is it lawful for a man to divorce his wife for any reason? We call them now as a no-fault divorce. He answered them, 
Haven't you read that the one who made them at the beginning made them male and female and said, That is why a man will leave his father and mother and be united with his wife, and the two will become one flesh. So they no longer two, but one. Therefore, what God has joined together, man must never separate. They asked him, Why then did Moses order? They didn't say God. Why did God order them? Then why then did Moses order us to give a certificate of divorce and divorce her? He told them, verse 8, It was because of your hardness of heart that Moses, not God, allowed you to divorce your wives, but from the beginning it was not this way. So what Jesus was saying, this is not the will and the plan of God, but for the benefit of those women, Moses did this, Because if their hearts are not hardened, they will still continue to take care of their women. I want you to listen to this very carefully, because nowadays, the body of Christ, there are more divorces and more divisiveness and more conflict in the marriages in our families because of wrong and incomplete doctrine. We need to encourage husband and wife to continue to love each other, to be devoted to each other as they obey and follow the Lord. This is for the church. If we preach how to fall in love with Jesus, it will be easy to continue to be in love with your spouse. So Moses, it is not God's will, okay? It's scriptural, but it is not God's will. Keep that in mind. A lot of people are saying, oh, but this is scriptural. Yes, everything that we do, everything that we preach, it should be for the glory of the Father and for the benefit of His people. Not you. God will take care of you. It's for the benefit of His people. So, for the benefit of women that are being neglected, that had been suffering, Moses permitted them and said, okay, you can divorce them, but you have to issue them a certificate of divorce. Are you getting this? So, who allowed divorce? Not God. But God allowed it because it benefits His people. But it is not the perfect will of God. So, whatever we do now, not just because it's scriptural, but is it the will of God? Is it in the heart of God? Is it the purpose of God? Then we will not get into error. That's why in the prophetic school that we hold, there is always the focus of prophetic. The Word of God, the will of God, the voice of God, the holiness of God, and the sovereignty of our God. And if you examine those and you look at a certain issue, you will be led by the Holy Spirit and by the Word of God, and you will never get into error. Remember when Saul was trying to kill David? And God gave David an opportunity, and his commander said, This is God's will. God have handed your enemy or king soul to you, that you can do whatever you want. Okay? That is the word of God that was released. But the heart of God is how David handled it. May God forbid that I will what? Touch God's anointed. And then he prophesied 
It will not be by me, but one day he is going to die anyway. So I will not be in a hurry to be a king. I am already one. That's the reality. Because he was already ordained by Samuel, remember? So he was already king. He was not in a hurry to tell others and take over the throne. He already is, just like you. You don't need to kill or touch or destroy others because there's no competition in the kingdom of God. It's already been ordained. All we need to do is to walk it. Let us now go to 1 Timothy chapter 2, which caused so much divisiveness and so much conflict in the church. And God wants me to destroy that, uproot that, and tear that down today. Let me read it from NIV. 1 Timothy chapter 2, starting verse 1. I urge then, first of all, petition, prayers, intercessions, and thanksgiving be made for all people, for kings and all those in authority, that we may live peaceful and quiet lives in all godliness and holiness. This is good and pleases God our Savior, who want all people to be saved and to come to a knowledge of the truth. For there is one God and one mediator between God and mankind, the man Christ Jesus, who gave himself as a ransom for all people. So let us talk about this. It says, Jesus gave himself as a ransom for all people. For how many? For all people. When somebody paid a ransom for you, what does it mean? When you ransom somebody, you pay for their release, free from slavery or bondage or captivity. And through Jesus, he ransomed our sins also. So what kept us bandaged, both men and women, young and old, Jesus paid the ransom so that we will be free. We became free from the law, and we are now under grace. Let us continue. This has now been witnessed to at the proper time. Verse 7. And for this purpose, I was appointed a herald and an apostle, I am telling the truth, I am not lying, and a true and faithful teacher of the Gentiles. This is Apostle Paul. Verse 8. Therefore, I want the men everywhere, men where? Everywhere, to pray, lifting up holy hands without anger or disputing. I also want the women to dress modestly, with decency and propriety, adorning themselves, not with elaborate hairstyles or gold or pearls or expensive clothes, but with good deeds appropriate for women who profess to worship God. A woman should learn in quietness and full submission. I do not permit a woman to teach or to assume authority over a man. She must be quiet. For Adam was formed first, then Eve. And Adam was not the one deceived. It was the woman who was deceived and became a sinner. But women will be saved through childbearing. What is the Apostle Paul talking about? If they continue in faith, love, and wholeness with propriety. Okay? Now, in 1 Timothy chapter 2, hear me out. Remember when I told you, the epistles, when they address who God is and the characteristics of our God, and his plan, it's universal truth. Okay? When the epistle talks or teaches about who the church is, it's universal. When it addresses a certain issue or person or persons or a place, it's not universal. 
in Timothy chapter 2, which I just read to you, it was the Apostle Paul who did not permit women to preach. Not God. He didn't say God says. And it was him who said that women should not have authority over their husband. It was the Apostle Paul and not God. Okay? It was the Apostle Paul who told them, don't dress in expensive clothes, not with braided hair. And it was the Apostle Paul and not God who told women should learn in quietness and not from God. Why did Apostle Paul gave this particular and send this to Timothy in Ephesus, who was the pastor in Ephesus? The priestess of the goddess Diana got converted. And this priestess, they have fancy clothes, they have makeup, they are beautiful. They were able to entice a lot of men. Well, some of this priestess of Diana got converted. And immediately, they were given a podium because of some other men. They brought their doctrine of idolatry to the church. Because, remember, their God is Diana, a woman. They started preaching in the church and teaching the congregation that women are superior to men. And because they're beautiful, they dress uh, fancy clothes, women probably married some of them or they got enticed by them. Men started quarreling and arguing against each other. Some took the sides of the former priestess of Diana and some were saying, no, it's not right. This problem was issued and presented by Pastor Timothy to Apostle Paul. So he sent this letter. So I said, men, you should not be arguing and quarreling. But instead, everywhere you should be praying. And for these women, I forbid them to preach. They need to learn in quietness. Why? They have not learned about the scriptures and the ways of God. And now they are already preaching and teaching others with their ways. They need to be submitted. And then he told them in things. He answered and challenged their claim that women are superior to men. He just practically told them, I beg your pardon? It was you who was deceived first and not Adam. And you will get saved through childbearing if you continue to live a godly and holy life. This is the same apostle who discipled Lydia, a businesswoman. And he forbid women to preach? Not all of them. This is one epistle that addresses a specific issue in that particular church the church in Ephesus. So this is the same apostle who said, I commend to you Phoebe. You're going to receive her like you received me as an apostle of our Lord Jesus Christ. And this is the same who discipled Priscilla and Aquila. Why not just Aquila? Because he's the same apostle who said, you shut up women. And then Priscilla come here, be part of my disciples. But of Christ, the scripture doesn't negate itself. But then the people, not for the glory of God and not for the benefit of his people, they took this to their advantage and they created doctrines among them. Somebody called me and I said like, hey, you should not be preaching. Who are you to tell us? And quoted me First Timothy and said, I, I don't permit women to preach. And I said, brother, and said, since you took that doctrine, why did you not start from the very beginning? 
Where are you men in our intercessory prayer? If that is intended for the church as a general, why did you pick up one scripture and not follow them all? So this teaching about submission is totally wrong. We picked it, whatever we want. But God is saying to the church, no more of that. He had been dealing with his people for propagating this. What you're going to do, you cannot apply this in every areas of our lives. Because if we're going to apply this, then men should take care of all the income. And we're just going to have children, bake cookies, and stay at home. But it is being applied in the doctrines uh, as far as the church is concerned. Remember, natural law and spiritual law. That is a natural law. And let me tell you why. After the fall of men, God told Eve, your childbearing pains will increase, right? And your desire is for your husband to what? To acknowledge you as equal, but he will rule over you. Okay, is that a curse? Yes, it was a curse. Who paid the ransom for us? For everyone. So now, it is not only the man who is going to toil, who is going to work. Women can too. So on the same way, because that's a ransom, on the same way, if women are called by God to be in the leadership position, then they should obey too, because they have been ransomed. We are now free. We're not under the law. So he stopped preaching that. And Apostle Paul said, nevertheless, you submit to one another in love. Okay? And it's true. The husband is the covering of the wife because we carry their name. We got into trouble. It's his name that we carry. You understand what I'm saying? That is true. But as a church, as a church, as a whole, including husband and wife, our first husbandman is our Lord Jesus Christ. And he has authority over all of us. He has authority over our marriage. I'm talking about Christian marriages and Christian family. Then Jesus has authority over the husband and wife. They both need to submit to Jesus. So now when it comes to submission, if the husband is not obeying the Lord, the wife cannot say, I have to submit to that and disobey God at the same time too. Then the wife has to take the helm and continue to obey God. And then God will have the way now to deal with the husband. That's how it's supposed to be. Instead of looking at everybody and, and then telling husband and wife and said, okay, don't cross that line. You do this and you do that. You don't do this and you don't do that. Why don't you allow them to pray and love on each other and discuss it between the two of them? And God has sovereignty over nations and kingdoms. And of course, he's the Lord of the body of Christ, right? He's the head. We are members of the body. Now, this will explain why Deborah, who didn't have any rights in those times, became a judge over the nation of Israel. Not just over a church, over a nation. And she has authority over kings and the general of the army and the common people. And why... Why did God not choose Lapidoth, her husband, instead? Doesn't God know his own rules? God didn't know his rules. He forgot. See, we cannot explain this if we impose Second Timothy to everybody. 
We cannot explain that. Then God was confused. But let God be true. Right? And this also explains why Deborah, the Bible was very careful in saying that Deborah held court at the courts of palms, not in her house. In her house, she was Mrs. Lapidoth, under the covering of her husband. But outside, she's a judge. Everyone, including her husband, has to listen and obey that thus saith the Lord. Or there will be repercussions. If women are supposed to be silent, then they cannot sing. They cannot pray. With silence, you women don't understand. Okay, did God forget about that? This also explained why Abigail, who defied her foolish husband, and went after David, her husband said, no, I'm not going to give them nothing. Remember? And here is Abigail, who defied her husband. Very unsubmissive woman. Instead, she took some cakes and dates and told, go on ahead, go on ahead, and I will follow you. She took it upon herself. And she's under the Old Testament. Didn't she not realize that? She's under the law. She's not under grace. And then when King David heard her and said, you are from God. You are sent by God. Unsubmissive, defiant wife is from God. Is King David a prophet? Is King David a man after God's own heart? Then did the prophet miss it when he addressed Abigail and then he ended up marrying her? Doesn't he know that if you did not submit to Nabal, you're not going to submit to me? But he married her. And listen to this. So that this will be out of the church. Let us enjoy our spouse. Let us enjoy one another instead of, you submit to me. Then a lot of preachers are calling us a different name, starting with letter J. And it's not Jesus. Because you're operating in witchcraft. When Sapphira submitted to her husband, they agreed to lie about the proceeds of their property. Why did God kill her? Doesn't God realize that she's just obeying the commandment? That she has to be submitted to her husband? Because they agreed together. It says. But why did God kill her? Wherein she's obeying God's commandment? No. Ladies and gentlemen, we are going to face God and answer the same question as an individual, not as a family, not as a congregation, not as Mr. and Mrs. Individually, if you are a member of the body of Christ. Now that I get rid of that, so everybody's free now. Do you feel delivered and set free now? That was a great message from the Lord. Saints, we are in a season of implementation. Go ask the Holy Spirit why you've listened to this program today and ask him to reveal your part in this season of harvest. What is in your hands? Be busy sowing whatever is in your hands. And that can be through prayer. That can be through giving. Whatever the Holy Spirit leads you to do, be obedient to him. Ask him to reveal to you what you must change and get busy. Let me pray for you. Father God, you have called everyone who is hearing this message today. It has not been by chance. I ask that you will reveal to them today their part in this season of implementation. Open their spiritual eyes and heart to believe, receive, and implement your way of doing things. 
that each and every person will have the mind of Christ, that they'll be kingdom-minded, that their minds will be on doing things in your ways, not the ways of man, that they will seek your instructions daily and follow them because they know that behind obedience is a blessing. Father, there are those that are listening today who desire to be part of the season, but they think that they have physical limitations that would stop them. And some of them think that they are too old. So in the name of Jesus, I decree healing to manifest in all of your bodies. The kingdom of God is here, and I call you whole. Nothing missing, nothing lacking. I pull down the spirit of death, and I speak forth the spirit of life to your mind, heart, stomach, and intestines. I decree all the bones, ligaments, tendons, discs, joints, and muscles will fall into place. They will work to the perfection that they were created. Anything that has a name will bow at the name of Jesus. I pull down the assignments of cancer, heart attack, stroke, paralysis, Alzheimer, dementia, brain tumors, cataracts, glaucoma, blindness, insomnia, migraines, anxiety, fear, incontinence, infections, blood disorders, and arthritis. Now I speak forth life, and I command every organ to regenerate itself. I decree that any medications or any chemotherapy that you have taken will not have any side effects in your body. By the authority of Jesus, I cast out all unclean spirits, and I decree that every disease and every affliction is healed. You are whole in the name of Jesus. It is Jesus who is healing you right now. Receive that healing. That healing belongs to you. It is a blessing from the Lord. If you have received your healing, give God the glory and give us a call at 210-396-7891. If you would like to join us, At one of our services, Freedom Fellowship Church meets at 8419 Callahan Road, located off of Interstate 10 and Callahan. We meet on Sundays at 1030 a.m., and we also meet on Wednesdays at 630 p.m. Saints, remember to pray for our president, President Obama and his family, Vice President Biden and his family, and all our government leaders, military leaders, as well as our state governors, mayors, city council members. Because remember, we are commanded by the Lord to pray for our leaders. Stay in love and pray for one another. And if you don't know what to pray, pray in the Spirit and let God's will be done on earth as it is in heaven. This is the time in the season for the turning around of the American people and political leaders for his righteousness. The United States of America is returning to its former glory. The United States will remain as a leader among nations and will continue to be the breadbasket for the rest of the world. The gospel will continue to be preached, and the United States will be known throughout the world as a Christian nation, one nation, a nation that is united, strong, and prosperous. Jesus is the Lord over the United States. Thanks for tuning in, and until next time, give us a call, 210-396-7891, or you can check us out on the web at SOGMI.org. Thank you for listening. We all hope you were blessed by this message today. If you were, let us hear from you. If you wish to contact us or sow a seed, our phone number is 210-396-7891. 
And for Saturday's program, call us at 210-695-1630. Send all emails to sonsofgod at satx.rr.com. And all letters to P.O. Box 1579, Lotus, Texas 78023. For more info, including service times and upcoming events, find us at www.sogmi.org. That's www.sogmi.org. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.